Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Matt. Hey, Britton. What's up? So there's been a lot of talk just in the world and uh, and hashtag me too uh, seems to be irrelevant a- a- and, and trending. And so let's talk about sexism. Unfortunately, it exists. And as we were talking about talking, you said to me, you remember that neighbor that lived around the corner from where I used to live and said... And I totally don't remember that conversation, so cue it up. So back in my early, early days in real estate, below these many years ago, I had an elderly neighbor who I would see all the time because we were both always out and about walking. And um, I got to be friendly with her. And she knew I was in real estate. And she said she wanted to sell her condo. And um, I said, well, I would love to uh, be able to interview with you um, about possibly listing your place. And I, you know, obviously I know the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And she said, no, it's too complicated. I need a man to handle it. It just, you just blew my doors off. I know. I guess. What do we look at? Do we say different generation? We don't give elderly men a pass for being um, of a different generation. But we do, right? I mean, we say we don't, but like elderly people totally seem to get a pass when it comes to to all sorts of behaviors that are currently accepted and, and what they do, not just sexism, but WTH. Yeah, that was, she she knows she knows you. She knows you're a neighbor. She's she's seen you work. Um and yet, even knowing you she looks at you right in the face and says, This is hard, it needs a man. And she hired a man to do it. Man from the same office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean was, was it like a super complicated sale, by the way? Was there anything even no. remotely strange about this one? No. So do you think she really thought that she needed a man or there was some other reason and she just didn't want to say it? Although, like, really, why would she come up with that one as your excuse? Yeah, that that's the one that you make up a BS excuse to cover for. Although, I, I don't know, you could go with it because it is pretty effective at stopping the conversation. I mean, how do you come back from that one? Yeah, I mean, after that, I was, I mean, I didn't really... <laughs> may, I, may I ask, do you remember what you said? I don't remember. I think I was so appalled and shocked and quite frankly disgusted that I probably, I mean, I would like to think that I flipped the table over and walked out, but I don't think I flipped her furniture over. Yeah, no, I remember that. So, but it's, it's an unfortunately kind of a very uh, pedestrian, uh, very great, very just run of the mill example of what happens a lot um, in this business. And part of the kind of hashtag me too has not just been raising awareness of how many women uh, that this happens to. It would be great to say happened like it just, you know, stopped today as soon as we, you know, started talking about it, but it's, you know, continually happening. But it's, it's not really something I saw until I remember we were out with, with buyers once. And the individual, you were, were giving this guy like the, the down low on this brand new building and just nailed it, in my humble opinion. And he like looking at you, like nods, you're done speaking. And he turns to me and carries on the conversation. Like, yeah. like you weren't there. Like, 
I was invisible that day. Like you just brought us our coffee and you were going to exit the conversation now. And it was, I, I mean, I remember thinking like, like, did that just happen? It did. And, and it did. And like, we talked about it later and, and you're like, yeah, man, that's not the first time that's happened. It might've been like the first time, like I really clued into it in the moment, but it's not. And then it kind of starts that tape uh, in my head, rewinding of all of these other incidents. And I can think of like listing appointments, uh, you know, where we've gone on and like we both present the materials and, you know, the man of the house turns to look at me. Uh, yeah. And, and here we are in liberal, equality-minded San Francisco. Right. So, and... The- <laughs> and it's just, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's almost like if you could catch it in the moment, you should just chime in and be like, oh, so you're going to talk to the gay. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's like I, I look like I'm the, 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 the man of the house or whatever this, you know, sexist stereotype that we're, we're playing into is. But, it, like, I'm not, you know, I mean, like, you know, like, you're, you're more heterosexual than I am if, if that's like our, like, you know, criteria for, for negotiating this, right? I mean, what's that about? I, yeah, I mean, I think just, and obviously the, 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 the hashtag me too is not just about sexism. It's about harassment assault and, and assault. harassment. Um, and I, I don't in any way, the, the, these have been annoyances, but this is not obviously, it's been insulting, but it hasn't risen to the level of assault. Or, or harassment. I mean, it's just like, come on, dude. Well, um, I mean, can, can, can you really say that doesn't rise to the level of harassment when you are perfectly qualified to take an individual's listing and would do a phenomenal job of marketing their property? And the reason they choose not to is because of the gender God gave you. I mean, that's you not harassment, you know, and, and I mean, I guess, you know, absolutely to your point, you know, what we're discussing is not assault, but, you know, my experience of this is uh, it starts as kind of dismissing the other gender as not being equal and it ends in rape, right? And it's not like one immediately leads to the next, but it's that continuum of, of dismissing and making, you know, the female half of our society not equal. Um, and you, it starts in these very little ways. And as long as you start in those little ways, you've chipped away all of the foundations so that when you violate them in major ways, it's just kind of like a shock. Yeah. And there's obviously, there are probably more people who are on the end of being dismissive who, who don't pass that point. But I do think that to your point that, that it starts somewhere and it ends in a horrible spot, but it doesn't, it doesn't always continue. No, that's, that's absolutely true. It, it does not always continue, but it also, it's there in the background, right? I mean, for example, if I wanted to um, sexually assault a realtor, right? I'm not going to go try and find uh, a male agent, most likely that's on floor duty, right? And get them, you know, it's, it's going to be a female, right? Cause there's just this built in bias about what women are capable of. And there's also, you know, the, the harsh reality of, you know, physical strength, size differences, all of these other things. Um, but it's just, it's built in. And I think yes. all of these subtle ways that we often don't even realize. I mean, it's, it's uh, back to the podcast episode where the office manager walked in when you were with, you know, someone who wanted to go see homes and was like, excuse me, Miss Jackson, and took you out in the hall and said, you know, you're not leaving the office with that person. <laughs> and I, even though I was fairly new at that point, I had enough of a brain in my head to know I wasn't leaving the office with that person. But I mean, that, well, and, and there, there was, um, I feel bad. I can't remember the name of the, the poor, unfortunate agent who was murdered last year. Yes. Um, Is this the one in Texas? 
um, it was somewhat, yeah. Yeah. So, uh. yeah. And so, it, I mean, it's just such a tragic situation. And I do think that, I mean, obviously, it's not like someone who wouldn't hire me to sell their house because I'm a woman is going to go out and murder a woman. I'm not saying that, but I do totally, I get your point and I appreciate your allyship for the, the female half of the, of the world and your, uh, your ability to see it and willingness to see it because unfortunately some men don't. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you. Um, it, it doesn't seem like I'm, I'm, doesn't feel like I'm doing anything particularly special other than just being me. But as we know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm unique. Do you remember what that guy said to me when I, we were on Broker's Tour in Noe Valley when I was driving and we always take the calculated risk when we park you know, do we do we double park? Do, do we block driveway? Block the do you driveway? find a spot? Do you find you a never spot? find a spot? So you double park, you block driveway. And I blocked this guy's driveway by it was it was a perpendicular street, and I blocked it by like an inch. And you know, it was I always feel bad when I do that, and we try to hurry, 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 and he honked and I, and I was running and I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he, now you remember. Yes. Keep going. And he made an extremely derogatory comment to me about my appearance and it did not sit well with you. Yeah. I had to go over and say some things to him. Um, <laughs> and it was really upsetting because the, the man had a wedding ring on. So, you know, you're not the first woman he's ever spoken to like that. And in fact, there's probably somebody at home that has to hear that from him every day. And it, it's just not okay. You know, I mean, you know, parking in San Francisco is hard. And as real estate agents, we do our very best to stay out of people's driveways and, and double park, although not all agents are as considerate as we could be at all times. And I, I don't want to like dismiss him being frustrated. But at the same time, he was actually making something out of nothing because had he wanted to pull into or out of his driveway versus pick a fight with you, he was fully capable and there was plenty of room to do that. Well, um, he wasn't trying to pick a fight with me. He was trying to put me down. Right. You know. And pick on me because of my appearance. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I was, that made me sad. And, you know, I think the, the other, there's two other kind of things about sexism that I think are very frustrating in the industry is first, when it actually happens, like in that moment, we're often so taken aback by it that you can't really kind of say, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you said to me was just really sexist and, you know, takes me by surprise. Could we unpack that? Right. You were just so like freaked, not freaked out, but just surprised by, by what she said. And really kind of like in that moment, nobody really wants to unpack it because it's hurtful to hear something like that. And you don't really want to say, wow, what you just said was hurtful to me. Could you help me understand why you chose to be hurtful to me? Um, you know, but like that's, that's the moment that you can learn. Um, and the other part of that is that. In my experience, women make some of the best damn real estate agents in the world. And why you would not want to work with one of the best real estate agents, regardless of their gender, is just beyond me. I happen to think you're one of the best real estate agents in the world. I can think of a lot of women uh, that I would also say are amazing real estate agents. So yeah, like why would you, uh, why would you not work with you? Um, and why would you not work with a great agent? Period. Like what's that about? It, it makes no sense. 
And it's um, obviously rather deeply ingrained in our society, which is incredibly unfortunate. It's deeply ingrained in our industry. Um, as uh, yeah, this year, I'm serving as uh, president of San Francisco Association of Realtors. You know, have spent a lot of time down at the association over the years. And one of our strat planning sessions a couple of years ago, Betty Tache, uh, a past president, was talking and very involved in WCR Women's Council of Real Estate. Uh, up until I want to say the 50s, do you know what uh, a woman received? A woman realtor, like a professional, licensed female realtor, received as when when she closed. What bottle of champagne? No commission. No, that's for men. Well, how about this? When my family moved from Alaska to New York in 1979 or 80, my mother's income could not be counted on my parents' mortgage application because she might have a baby and leave the workforce. 1980. This income line is kind of cute, but not reliable. Like, what? Like, really? Yeah. 1980. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's just mind-boggling. Isn't it? Yes. So, uh, I don't know if we have a point to this episode other than don't be a sexist douchebag. I wholeheartedly support that. Um, I mean, that don't be a sexist douchebag. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, number one, uh, it'll make the world a better place. Number two, you'll probably end up with a better real estate agent. (laughs) (laughs) And karma will just pay you back for being a better person all around. Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 